podcast is brought to you by the Trillium Awakening Teachers Circle. To find out more about how to grasp the means of your own awakening, visit our website at www.trilliumawakening.org. Today I want to talk about identity, the nature of identity, the range of identity, and then we'll be doing an inquiry into identity as part of our meditation. Uh, When you think about identity, you think about what you identify with, what you identify as, uh, and this would include uh, gender, race, religion, or spiritual disposition, Relationships, social class, uh, occupation, the stage of life that we're at, our political affiliation, the country that we come from, the city, the teams that we support, uh, and then maybe more universal is that we identify fundamentally as a human being. And even more fundamental than that, we identify as being itself, which has even less of a personal pace to it. Now, being is, uh, it has no problem with identification. In fact, it loves to identify. Being loses itself in its identification. It loses itself in in the objects of perception, in its uh, concealment phase. And then there's a phase, there's a point where this being, this awareness, begins to become or wants to become or is turned toward becoming aware of itself. And this can take the form of some illumination, some experience, something where the... uh, the pattern with which you hold yourself is somehow interrupted. A massive pattern interruption takes place. And somehow, that which is holding all of the other identities that we take ourselves to be is begins to be recognized. It's like a, a rheostat. The light gets, starts to get turned on. And as the, the light of being, the light of awareness grows... As your identity as awareness and as the light of awareness grows, then this is going to have a relationship. It's going to impact all of these other identities, which are like Velcro, uh, which form, uh, which come together and what we refer to as uh, our I or it's who I am. And who, and who you take yourself to be is going to, is going to be influenced and affected by that which holds all of these uh, identities, as that light grows, then some of the qualities will begin to incarnate, will begin to manifest that are that are uh, indicative of a more divine or being-oriented nature. And these qualities are wisdom, compassion, love in all its aspects, uh, radiance, fullness, and so on. And some of you may have already begun to experience as a result of this work or as a result of your spiritual work, 
that something is beginning to to grow and to and to deepen from the inside out. Usually, identity comes from the outside in, but then we reach that point where we begin to identity begins to turn to reno itself, and this is the illumination phase, so the uh, revelation phase, which begins when that turn takes place. So, what I'd like to do is to inquire into this. Uh, another way of of looking at this, you could say, cosmic identity, is that it's a universal adhesive. It adheres to everything. All of these identities that make up who we take ourselves to be, and nothing other than being losing itself in some aspect of itself. And so what, what we're going to look at is this universal adhesive and the other aspect is it's a uh, it's a universal solvent because once the once the attention begins to turn on to itself, all of these other identities uh, are going to be uh, they're going to take a, a more balanced uh, a balanced part of who we take ourselves to be. Uh, the 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 aspect of being uh, adheres, but it also dissolves. It's a solvent. And, and some of you may have already begun to experience that the, the things that we uh, have felt that we are definitely connected to being, uh, they, they begin to change as we begin to identify with that, that foundation of who we are. So let's, let's begin by sitting comfortably and closing the eyes. And feel yourself, feel your, the position of your body. It's in a chair or a couch. Feel yourself in the room. Notice your breath. Notice any tightness in the body. Notice thoughts. Notice how a thought just emerges and then dissolves. Notice that we're effortlessly aware of our body, the room, Thoughts coming and going. Notice who it is sitting in the chair. Person with a name. 
particular gender, the race that you are, the occupations that you have, spiritual identity, Notice how effortlessly they're all held together as if velcroed onto an I, a you. Certain personality, likes and dislikes, maybe this personality has a number. Maybe it has a chart. Maybe it has a special design. Notice that there's an aspect of you which is aware of you. Is this aspect a part of you? Or are you a part of it? Notice the person sitting in the chair. Chairs in the room. Room is in a house or an apartment. Apartment. It's in a town or a city. in a country. Which is in a hemisphere. Which is in the world. The world is in a solar system. which is in a galaxy. Which is part of a cluster of galaxies. Which is in a universe. This universe is expanding into something.
So are you. A speck or a dot or a pixel. Within this expanding universe, or is this expanding universe expanding within you? We'll meditate for twenty minutes.
Okay, let's take a minute and slowly open the eyes. If there are any uh, questions or comments, take them over the next few minutes. Yeah, I would like, Tex, uh, I would like to say that uh, um, I guess the identity thing has something to do with judgment, right? I mean, that's that's where I, I take it and taking off judgment. Um there's, uh, you know, that story from Ramdas years ago that when people go into a uh, a forest and they look at all the different trees, they don't, uh, you know, they sort of appreciate the trees for what they are. They don't say that's a fat tree, that's a skinny tree, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he says unless they're, you know, interested in lumber, you know. But we go into nature and we just appreciate things as they are. But uh, with people – it's a whole different story, you know. You have an identity, and uh, <clears throat> therefore you have judgment. So uh, I just wanted to share that insight. It reminded me of what Ram Das said. Hmm. Yeah, it comes with the territory. <clears throat> having a mind means having judgments. It's part of being being human. And then <clears throat> there are there are moments <clears throat> where we kind of uh, fall into a a pre-discursive reality, in other words, a reality before thought, before we describe it, before we give it, you know, a texture, a size, uh, an opinion about it. It's like when you're uh, listening to a symphony, you can get lost in the symphony, and then afterwards, you know, you try to describe the experience, but it's very different. And so you know, we have the full range of of uh, being. Being has no problem with with identification uh, has and it has no problem with absorbing identification into itself. I wanted to thank you for the um, everyone. I wanted to thank you for the explanation in the beginning. Uh, I've never heard it expressed that way. It's, it was so concise and, and understandable to explain something that was that is so intangible as far as consciousness is concerned. And uh, hopefully I can remember that 
that explanation that will help you to navigate whatever needs to be navigated to open up into the into the consciousness. And in, and and with that, I found myself at the end really yearning for the love and the beauty too. I mean, because I I don't know how those are related really, but um, I would really like to have that aspect combined with whatever it is mm. that entails opening to consciousness. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, the love shows up when when this this beingness is embodied into the into the human heart. That's it's it's like a prism, and all those qualities I talked about: wisdom, love in all its forms, universal love, personal love, uh, interpersonal love, embodied love, uh, radiance. All of those things start to show up as this this beingness, this awareness begins to be uh, it begins to incarnate in and as our body human body and in and into interrelationship and so what we're doing what this this trillium awakening is doing is by getting together and and all three aspects of, of the trillium flower start to start to bloom the, the part that's associated with awareness the parts associated with embodying that awareness and then the part that's associated with, you know, that which connects the two, which is mutuality. And so all three start to grow simultaneously uh, as we put our attention on it. Uh, it was definitely happening with the course that, that you and Sharon had. It was definitely happening. Thank you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just part of the evolutionary process where, you know, we were born and then, uh, we get a name and then we, you know, be, our, the being that's already there before there's a name gets absorbed into the name and all of the characteristics and, and all of that just starts going. And then at some point, you know, all of these, we have all of this identity. But that which is holding it together, this being, <clears throat> is out of sight. It's lost. It's concealed in it. Uh, and then at some point, the, it starts to uh, turn toward owning itself, knowing itself, and and then embodying itself as it is, along with all of these other identities and into all of these other identities, so that as a person, we can begin to shine and allow you know, that beingness to, to sort of prism through all of our individual personal qualities, our personal aspects. And so it's like a totally unique expression that we all are capable of bringing into the world. That's, uh, that's what we're involved in. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast from the Trillium Awakening Teacher Circle. The musical accompaniment is Awaken by Wayne Kington. To learn more about Wayne and his music, visit www.waynejosephkington.com.